This is where the fun begins. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. King Kong ain't got shit on me! And here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Realish. My name is LJ Jones. I'm Derek. Hi, my name is Jessica Lemon. I'm back. Welcome back. We missed you. I missed you guys. I, I almost I, I almost died. Not okay, really. <laughs> I had a I had a man cold. Um, man, oh, man so cold. you basically almost died. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it, we're it horrible when it comes to <laughs> oh, it's the worst it's trash. So, now, so a friend of mine, a friend of mine, well wishes to him. He's COVID positive, right? So he's home. He's like, bro, I, my man colds are the absolute worst. So you can imagine how bad I am right now being COVID positive. But he said it's like it's it's. A thousand, he said, I'm making it a thousand times worse than it probably well, is in this moment. <laughs> and when, but, when uh, I had COVID, like, uh, I had the symptoms. I was, I felt horrible, but I made it worse because of, <laughs> of the overthinking. And yeah. I went, uh, uh, I got my blood pressure taken and it was like through the roof. And because uh-huh. once I saw the numbers, my heart, bro, my heart rate <laughs> went through the roof, man. I, I've never. <laughs> My my blood pressure has never been that high. Never been that high because I was just freaking the anxiety. Out. I was yeah. like, I was like, I literally, I was like begging God, I was like, please, <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't let me die. <laughs> just don't let me die, man. <laughs> when I got like exposed, I was freaking out. So I was like, but it was fine. Everything was fine. I worked at a I worked at a hospital when the whole pandemic started. You did. Oh, oh my yeah. god. And uh, I got, so I got exposed uh, and this was like kind of like early on, like March, April, like when things were, people were, you know, we're all still trying to figure it out. Um, uh, so I was working in the ER and a COVID positive patient coughed in my face on purpose. Bro. Um, like they were angry because of, they weren't like, you know, the hospital was, or the ER was packed. They were busy. So we, you know, we're doing our best. And this person stopped me and like tried to talk to me. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'll be right back. And he just coughed in my face. Man. And see. then so my so my AOD, they grabbed me and stuck me in a room for 12 hours. <laughs> that, uh, I, I can't. That's I can't be around people. That that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly why. That's exactly this is why. why you stay at home with yeah. your little bottle of hand sanitizer. Yep, yep, yep. And my Lysol and, and Clorox wipes. I... Little bottle. You know he has the biggest bottle you could possibly get. I have one in my car that's like this big. It's yeah, it's it's that same same one. I have that same huge bottle in my car. So when I go get gas, I get in my car. Like I don't know if somebody was touching my car. Like, and it's oh, like yeah. I like I'm, I'm I always put sanitizer on, and mine smells like it smells like Fruit Loops, and it makes me really happy. That's the best kind. Literally, I miss mm-hmm. Fruit Loops so much. I need I, to be a child again. So I haven't had Loops in so long. They're so good. Yeah. Do you know tricks have the shapes again? Oh, do they good? Yeah, they're not the little just like circles anymore. They're shapes again. They, I don't know why they went away from that. Listen, it was the Mandala effect. <laughs> we, right, we, sh- guys- we shifted back into we our, our previous universe. <laughs> <laughs> You guys ready to get into news? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So for like, hey, just like the 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 first episode of our of our rebrand, I'm gonna start with sad news and then we'll move into. This is the third episode. Yeah, we did that this, last yeah. week too. Third episode. Oh. We start off with sad news. So yeah, hopefully this is not a trend. <laughs> it's just all right. 
So Kathy Griffin took to social media this morning to share that she has been diagnosed with stage one lung cancer. The 60 year old uh, comedian penned a post shortly before going into surgery to uh, she stated she was going to have half of her lung removed. She said, yes, I have lung cancer, even though I've never smoked. The doctors are very optimistic as it is stage one and contained to my left lung. Griffin says she's hopeful that she won't require chemotherapy or radiation after the surgery, adding, I should have normal function with my breathing after one month of recovery. Her sister had cancer too, right? Like I remember she did think she like shaved her head because her sister had cancer. So she was like shaving her head when her sister started chemo or something. Sure. Yeah, that's right. That's wild. I wonder if that's just something that like runs in their family i don't know what kind of cancer her sister had but if it's yeah. stage one that's good i feel like not that it's good but like stage one is usually like more treatable mm-hmm. than yeah. like when um oh my god uh chadwick uh bosman yeah Bosman's. when he was he was diagnosed he was like already at like stage three or stage four so like yeah. he right. really yeah. it was like sudden for him yeah so. well that's 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 the scary thing is i remember um my my high school history teacher was kind of like my mr feeney if that makes sense like, uh, yeah I, I i i so i went to a, a private school that was pre-k through 12th grade so i was in class with his daughter from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade his wife was my teacher third fourth fifth and sixth grade and then he was my teacher seventh he was my history teacher seventh through 12th grade so he so was my yeah, like christian school. school it's a christian school um so but anyway you went he, to you went to christian school i did kindergarten pre-k pre-k through 12th grade I did. Listen, anyway, his, that explains his, your your party antics yeah. what party <laughs> antics what party antics what party i'm a rapper that's uh you know it's all for the no for but the i show feel like that's what makes sense it's like <laughs> it's like you're like i feel like all of my friends like anybody i know that went to like catholic school christian school like grew up to be kind of like rebellious in their careers <laughs> in their lives like uh, they, go, they go to shows or they're like in the entertainment industry because it's like the exact opposite <laughs> like how they grew up like one of my old roommates she went to she went to catholic school I think up until high school, I think her like mid- middle school, elementary oh, middle ca- school. Catholic um, school's worse. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. she is probably like the biggest like pot smoker. Maybe, maybe, maybe second biggest pot smoker I know. Um, I'll introduce and- you to some of my rapper friends. <laughs> she like so so and like she always has different colored hair. She's got tattoos. She got piercings. Um, she got an OnlyFans. Like, oh, so, she went all out. That's what I mean. I'm like exact yeah. opposite. <laughs> and everybody I've met that's gone to schools like that, growing up, have 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 been a little bit, a little bit on the rebellious side. Yeah. So really, well, how he, much are those he, schools helping? Help. Oh no, it makes you worse. It makes you worse. <laughs> but he uh, he he was um, he was sick. He got sick right after graduation. Like he just wasn't feeling well. I remember I went to Bush Gardens with his son. Um, and he said, Hey, just, you know, you know, say a prayer, send good vibes, whatever. You know, uh, my dad's not feeling too well. Uh, he's going to the doctor next week. And then the next week I get a call saying that he was uh, diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. That's and what Chadwick Bosman had. Yeah. It's super it, quick. It was super quick. He he did. He lived for another year, but he you know lost all his weight, got really sick. He was actually also a pastor, and it and to him it didn't matter like how sick he was. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday and 
from the, his diagnosis to the day he died, he was up on stage preaching. And that, and that was just, you know, it was important to him. And, and I, I always, you know, thought that was amazing just to kind of keep pressing. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. That, but that's, that's amazing. But for, for, for Kathy Griffin, you know, uh, you know, prayers and well wishes to her. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, hopefully, hopefully nothing but positive, uh, positive news comes out of her surgery and recovery. Um, yeah. I didn't know it was possible. You could remove half a lung and still have. Yeah. Breathing. Yeah. Nerve. I mean, cause sometimes, uh, it's not that it's like exactly like kidneys where you can like remove one and still survive. Like right. you can live without one of your lungs, but it's, y- you have to make like life adjustments. Yeah. You definitely um, be more susceptible to different diseases and yeah, things like yeah. that. Like so COVID. Yeah. I was gonna say, especially wow. like now and like times of like COVID, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a big, big life change for her. Cause she's like always been one of those, like people, those like tiny little people with tons of energy. Mm-hmm. She's like yeah. always mm-hmm. been that person. She's always been like, like performing on stages and she's always been like just full of energy. She's, that's going to be a big, big kind of like step down for her to kind of like slow her life down. Cause she's not gonna be able to do, she's going to get winded super easily. Like, but you know, she's hopefully she's going to do okay. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I hope so. For sure. All right. So, so next in line, uh, this news uh, has it, it came out last week. Uh, I asked before the show. You guys didn't talk about it, um, and this has not been resolved as of yet. But uh, Sean Penn has announced that he will not return to the set of his new show, Gaslit, until the entire cast and crew have received COVID vaccinations. Deadline Good reported. For him. Deadline reported last uh, Thursday that Penn issued the ultimatum because the 60-year-old star was not satisfied with the vaccination requirements imposed by NBC Universal, the studio behind his latest production. The requirements implemented that everybody in Zone A, uh, which is casting, which is the entire cast and the crew only in close proximity to the cast, must be vaccinated. He is now challenging safety protocols by telling producers that he will not return to work until every single member of the production team has been vaccinated. Yeah, and that's going to either force them to get the vaccine or hire yeah, somebody or else. Hire some new people. <laughs> um, it's, it's um, what is it? Is it Netflix that did, um, I think it's Netflix. They uh, are now going to be requiring um like cast and crew everybody on their their sets to be completely vaccinated as well i think that was something that just came out um uh disney disney announced that too yeah yeah um netflix to require yeah netflix to require covid vaccinations for actors and and other zone a personnel in u.s productions so i guess it's still still zone a but at least like it still zones in which honestly it makes sense because zone a is literally the actors it's the people that you're working face to face with yeah um i I think the point of what he was saying is he wants everybody safe which he doesn't just want the actors protected he wants everybody that's involved with the production because he's producing it you know he feels responsible if somebody in if somebody in catering, you know, gets, you know, gets COVID, you know, yeah. So yeah, his, his production, team. his production team. Yeah. It, okay. it looks like that they, yeah, they, they've officially made it like it's a mandatory vaccination policy for that show, Gaslit. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. It also makes sense because, you know, think about it, like during like 2020, how many productions were delayed? Okay. 
shut down like because of like like somebody somebody yeah somebody somebody tested positive so they had to shut down the whole production for like three weeks to like make sure everybody was tested and it's like it's not like it's a cheap thing too like the vaccination's free yeah you know and and i think the new mission impossible got delayed two or three times which pissed tom cruise off last season of the flash got delayed i think twice because there was two different outbreaks and it's and you know i i had a i had a conversation with my manager uh we had a meeting my manager my agent and i and we were talking about the vaccination mm-hmm. um i've been vaccinated since they were available um but it's it's everything uh, everything coming down the pipeline says that you have, you know, as an actor, you have to be COVID uh, or you have to have the vaccination. Yeah, um, I worked on a production, uh, a f- I think it was in May um, mm-hmm. or end of April. I think it was end of April. I had only had like my first shot. Um, and it was like a super strict, like it's out here in LA, like the SAG protocols for that were like everybody had to be tested. Um, like, if you're on set multiple days, you had to be tested at least once per per day right. that you were going to be on set. So like the day before you had to get tested. Um, right. Even if you were vaccinated, you still had to get tested. They uh, supplied specific masks for us to wear on set. So we couldn't wear like our own personal masks. Like we were provided mm-hmm. new clean um, medical grade masks um, mm-hmm. to wear while we're wandering around on set, whether we're in the green room when we're on set. Um, so there's so many different like like regulations um and this was you know a few months ago and i feel like it's just going to get more intense more oh yeah more requirements yeah a friend of mine is he's shooting a feature right now and he said that he's getting tested uh he has the vaccine but um every three days he's getting swabbed just just a rapid just to be just to be sure the entire cast is uh and i don't know if it's it's just zone a there but uh you know i think it i think it's important not to just like you want to protect everybody not just yeah. the cast. You know yeah, I mean? absolutely. You want, you want everybody from wardrobe to hair and makeup to, you know, catering, everybody to be safe. Yeah, and you I think everybody. one of the, the big things, too, is that, like, even if you're vaccinated, like, if we as vaccinated individuals get COVID, it's not going to affect us in the same way that it's going to affect somebody that's not vaccinated. Like, we can still catch it, but mm-hmm. it's going to be like a seasonal cold mm-hmm. versus somebody who's not vaccinated risks being put in the hospital, being put in the ground. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're continuing to wear masks to protect the unvaccinated people. Because if we have it and we catch it, it's not going to be as bad versus the opposite you know if we if we we catch it and we transmit it to somebody else that you know doesn't have the vaccination whether they refuse to not get it or maybe they can't get it because they have other underlying medical issues that make it so they can't have it and i accidentally give it to them like we're wearing masks to protect other people more so than protecting ourselves at this point yeah and like i just Uh, people are acting like kids yeah acting like like rebellious little like 14 year old kids when their mom's like clean your room and they're like no i don't wanna (laughs) and then they're gonna have to sit there and live in their mess because they're not cleaning their room exactly exactly 
Was, was, you know, that's a really good analogy. I'm very proud of myself. That was one. a very <laughs> fine analogy. Very fine. Off the top of my head, wow. Award winning, yeah. Award winning. I, I, I should I, be a public speaker. You should. <laughs> I should have a podcast. You should have two. You should have yeah, two. I should yeah. have two. Yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, so on to the last bit of news. Uh, it's something that everybody knows about. Everybody's been talking about it. Uh, Scarlett Johansson has uh, has has sued Disney. Um, mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson, star of the latest Marvel movie Black Widow, filed a lawsuit last Thursday in Los Angeles Superior Court against Disney, alleging her contract was breached when the media giant released the film on its Disney Plus streaming service at the same time as its theatrical debut. Disney shamed the two-time Oscar nominee by saying her lawsuit showed callous disregard for the pandemic, the latter of which has been the studio's excuse for taking Black Widow day and date in theaters on and Disney Plus premium. Um, Disney also outed her 20 million salary for the film, which it claims that coupled with the Disney Plus monies of MC title significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation. Um, I do have um, Johansson's uh, attorney's response. If you'd like me to read that, it is a bit lengthy. I, yeah, I haven't read it. I'm, I'm interested. Okay, so um, her attorney has said, I want to address the Walt Disney Company statement that was issued in response to the lawsuit filed against them yesterday by, by our client, Scarlett Johansson. They have shamelessly and falsely accused Ms. Johansson of being insensitive to the global COVID pandemic in an attempt to make her appear to be someone they and I know she isn't. Scarlett has been Disney's partner on nine movies, which have earned Disney and its shareholders billions. The company included her salary in their press statement in an attempt to weaponize her success as an artist and businesswoman as if that were something she should be ashamed of. Scarlett is extremely proud of the work that she and all of the actors, writers, directors, producers, and the Marvel creative team have been a part of for for well over a decade. The suit was filed as a result of Disney's decision to knowingly violate Scarlett's contract. They have very deliberately moved the revenue stream and profits to the Disney Plus side of the company, leaving artistic and financial partners out of their new equation. That's it, pure and simple. Disney's direct attack on her character and all else they implied is beneath the company that many of us in the creative community have worked with successfully for decades. Johansson's breach of contract lawsuit was filed in Los Angeles Superior Court yesterday and is the first public slam by Hollywood star against a studio that's reaping money by crushing theatrical windows at the expense of talent in exchange for spiking its stock price for the sake of its newfound streaming service. Disney stock price in the wake of Disney Plus has hit a 52-week high of $203.02 shares uh, and are now trading at $176.90 at the time of this report. It's just like, it blows my mind because it's literally like a breach of contract. That's exactly what it is. And like, they created this contract back in what, like 2017? Before Um, Disney Plus. Yeah, before, yeah. Like, yeah, before Disney Plus became like a thing, like I'm sure it was in the works, but like, it wasn't a thing. So they created this contract and when Disney Plus became a thing, when COVID became a thing, it it became apparent that, you know, maybe they're going to be doing something. So I know that like Scarlett and her team went in and tried to um, renegotiate the contract to be fair uh, across boards and like Disney like ignored her. They like ignored what they were doing and, and then went ahead and just did it anyway. And I know that um, Emma Stone is now mm-hmm. looking at potentially suing. Um, yeah. There are talks that Emily Blunt and possibly Dwayne Johnson are also going to be doing that um, because Jungle Cruise just came out. Um, so, you know, all of them and all of their lawyers are looking at their contracts to see, 
because it's like it's like it's like you're doing a project and you're being promised a hundred dollars but you're only going to get twenty dollars up front you know that's for her that was that 20 million that she got paid cool Mm -hmm. and then you're promised okay we're going to do the project once the project releases you're going to get a portion of that project you're going to gain that extra eighty dollars and then they're like just kidding we're going to do something different so that eighty dollars drops down to twenty dollars so you're only getting forty dollars of the hundred that you were promised Mm -hmm. and that's what because people are like oh she has so much money already but it's like it doesn't like she's she's doing work and if you're promised that kind of like income like you're like i'm I'm doing a hundred dollars so that's more like reasonable you know doing something for a hundred bucks but you're only getting 40 of that Mm -hmm. um like you have every right to be mad yeah it's not uncommon for uh, somebody of her of her status or you know the rock status or anybody uh will smith to to receive a uh, a percentage of the theatrical earnings in addition yeah, to that's whatever their whatever their quote is so the fact that that was something that was in in, in set in stone in the contract before disney plus debuted and then you know due to all of the circumstances you know they're releasing it on on it theatrically and on disney plus they're leaving out a lot of money that she is owed because of how much what? money that we've already gone over in pre- in a previous episode that Disney Plus had earned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I uh, was reading something that it's it's her current losses are almost uh, this is as of uh, probably the end of last week. It's probably more now, but her current losses are upwards of like fifty plus million dollars mm-hmm. because that's what she would have gotten from theatrical release if it was only theatrical release versus being theatrical and streaming so she missed out on a a huge amount of her pay you know and they expected it to do really well but i also think that there's like it's really annoying because they 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 bring up like she's like like not who she is like how like she's not thinking about covid it's like disney trying to villainize her yeah, yeah, and it's like Disney. Have you been to your parks? You, like Disney World that are packed with people not wearing masks is it's no longer a requirement for people at Disney World to wear masks. That might yeah. change, but there was twenty two thousand cases of COVID in Florida like yesterday. Yeah, like in one yeah. day there was like twenty thousand cases. So yeah. it's like Disney, like no, it's not because of COVID. Like it's because of money and you're being greedy and they should be careful because i'm pretty sure that they would attach slander onto that lawsuit as well well exactly defamation that's something else that i was reading because they're saying like oh she she doesn't care about this it's like oh so you're adding defamation to the lawsuit yeah perfect we have little evidence i I would do it i mean like the thing about it is that we've discussed this i think uh the first episode um but this is going to change how the studios operate now. Oh yeah, because absolutely. A, last year when it when it came out that like Warner Brothers was going to release these movies every month on HBO Max, a ton of those actors were pissed off. A ton of them were pissed off because they're not getting their full their full earnings. So while I believe that they're going to end up I believe this is going to be the the the, the format now uh, for movies moving forward they're going to have to come back to the table and figure out how to restructure, which I think might be where we start seeing um, these streaming services, their prices might be going up a little bit. It's basically going to be a thing where like every streaming service is going to be paying for like your own, like your own separate cable service. 
yeah. which is it, yeah. it defeats the original purpose oh i just hit my mic sorry it defeats the original purpose of having these streaming sites like we yeah. have these streaming sites like netflix was you know you would order a dvd online and it would get sent to your house like that's yeah. how netflix started yeah. and it made it easy for consumers to pay a dollar to see a movie mm -hmm. that's been out for a couple of years versus, you know, going to like either not being able to see it or buying it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it, it was supposed to be easy for the consumers. And it's like, meanwhile, the federal minimum wage is still only like seven twenty-five. It's like seven twenty-five isn't even some of these streaming services fees, you know, right. like, I, like it's like, it, it, if they go up, cause I know HBO max, we were talking about, um with like space jam if you don't have the 14.99 a month subscription you can't see some of the movies um if you have the 10.99 one you, you you only have limited access i think it's the same with like peacock um mm -hmm. it's the same with um i think hulu has mm -hmm. a couple of things where they have like special releases that you have to have the like the hd version of it which is like 15 dollars a month mm -hmm. um so they all have these like it's like oh you can still have it Mm -hmm. but you're not going to have the same access that you did a few years ago when you had access to everything for like $5 a month. Yeah. You now have to pay three times that to have a little bit more access, but it's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I get it because they need to make money on a business side, but also like you have to think of your consumers as well. And like the way the economy is like they're jumping all these prices up and there's still like 3 million people without jobs. Right. Like, Right. And it's like, maybe that's why they're putting these numbers up because these 3 million people had to cancel all of their subscriptions. Like, which is why I think Netflix is the way they've done their original films, um, like Extraction, for example. Like, I think they're going to, I think these streaming services might end up having to do what Netflix is doing. Just let make that like HBO original or whatever. And yeah you negotiate the contract between HBO and the the distributor and and, and, and actors. I, I think I think a few other streaming services have started to do that. Like they're and it's basically with those shows that are like originals. Um because mm -hmm. I know like there's Peacock originals with um and then there's the Paramount Plus. Um so yeah. they have those yeah. yeah so they have those original shows. Um so I feel like that's different because you're if you're signing on to be on like a netflix show or paramount plus or whatever um exclude like a original mm -hmm. you know it's only going to be on that streaming site so your mm -hmm. your contract is going to be only really involving that streaming site right but that's what i'm saying i think this actually opens the door for more of those movies because if these if these studios are having these issues with these actors at this point Warner Brothers with all their films uh, for the next couple more months uh, for the rest of this year. Um, I think if if from the jump this is just an HBO film, Warner Brothers excluded, this is just an HBO film. I think there would be less argument because you you already have the negotiation of of there being the expectation. I'm sorry, you have the expectation of this being on the streaming site even if it is in theaters. Cause some, some of those, I think some of those films that were on Netflix has also been in theaters. Netflix is coming out with their own movie theater. Um, I, forget the, yeah. I forget which one they bought, but they- Out they in California. Bought, yeah, out in California. Um, they, they purchased one so that they can make it a-, a Like theatrical a, releases. I know yeah, that the Fear release. Street, um, the Fear Street movies, they, um, they, had like, they had like a theatrical premiere 
Um, oh, did they? They did. Yeah, that's how I found out about it because I follow well, most one of the, the movies will have a most of the movies will have a theatrical premiere, but not yeah, a wide release, like actual like wide release. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Netflix I mean, bought, that would be great. Uh, I didn't Netflix know Netflix bought Holly, Hollywood's Egyptian theater. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Hollywood's so, Egyptian theater will be a Netflix led. Which is why I think I think that Netflix could ultimately be the template that a lot of these streaming services are going to just go ahead and follow suit in that that direction. Yeah, because I, like these these like Warner Brothers, um, uh, uh, Disney, they're they're going to end up having these issues because you want to be able to release this in theaters, but you also want to be able to include it on streaming sites because, God forbid. Because of how COVID is 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 going now, because people just don't know how to act with it rising back up. If we have another shutdown, what, all what we do you have do is that? streaming. That's all yeah. we have. What so so? What are you going to do at that point? <laughs> the the writer of uh, Spider Man No Way Home, uh, he tweeted something recently saying, "Stop asking me about the about the trailer because if you even want to see the movie this year, you need to go get vaccinated." <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't blame I don't, him. I agree with him. Yeah, there, I mean, but there could be some, some truth to that. Like, this, the rumor is Disney's withholding, or you know, Marvel's withholding um, the trailer because they're unsure whether or not uh, we'll be in another lockdown at that, at that point in time. Which honestly, like, I, I, I kind of don't blame them. I feel like that's, I feel like that's valid. Yeah. You know, with the way things are going, like, I feel like that's valid because I know that there's like now another variant outside of Delta. Um, yeah. I think what is it gamma I think is the next variant that's supposed one? to be even like yeah there's another one right. and that's the thing is like all these people that are unvaccinated and they're just like going out and having fun and whatever they're just not thinking about like the fact that they are the reason why all these variants are having a place to thrive and grow mm -hmm. and it's just going to keep us in this like stuck position like yeah yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even know there was another strain yeah <laughs> surprise <laughs> remember a year ago when people are like remember a year ago when people were like oh my god the world is healing they it changed its mind yeah psych <laughs> yeah, what, what, uh, uh, moana needs to return the heart to feed the heart you know? heart to feed you. <laughs> she needs to sing a song so the so the volcano becomes a little sleepy island uh, i need to watch that again <laughs> such a good movie all right so let's uh let's take a quick break and then we'll be back uh to review blind spot <laughs> Hi, hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between. My name is Jessica Lemon, and I am the host of Sour, Sweet, and Spooky, a paranormal podcast with a little true crime squeezed in. Because where there's paranormal activity, there's gotta be some kind of true crime involved, right? I talk about ghosts, aliens, murder, cryptids, urban legends, conspiracy theories, and more. Stories from all over the world for you to enjoy every week. So check me out on social media at Sour Sweet Spooky and pretty much every platform that podcasts are found and be ready for a brand new story. Oh, and remember, stay sour, stay sweet, stay spooky. So welcome back. Uh, we are about to review the 2018 uh, film Blind Spotting, 
which uh, LJ has been notoriously trying to get me to watch, and I just kept forgetting. Um, great recommendation, I will say. That was that I, I, I hate that I didn't watch this before. Um, let's see. Uh, but what were your what were your uh, initial thoughts on it? Um, so I saw the movie uh, literally the day it came out. Um, I had been uh, excited to to see it. Um, it was written and starred, um, written by and starring uh, David Diggs and Raphael Casal. Um, you know, a lot of people know David Diggs for playing Lafayette and Hamilton. Um, Raphael Raphael uh, Casal. Uh, those two are best friends. They've been in a rap group together, or they've been a rap duo. Um, for years, I remember actually long before Hamilton. Um, I, I remember being on a on a on a cipher uh, rabbit hole on YouTube, and I came across the two of them in a cipher, and just crazy. Like it was like an open cipher. It was crazy, and um, then I kind of went through their little clip. Their their, their duo is called Clipping, and it's very interesting. Um, but I was excited about this movie. Um, watched it and like when I tell you that it, it was instantly top 10 for me instantly top 10 um, it's just such a powerful movie yeah you okay <laughs> <laughs> so sorry I just started I breathed in saliva and started choking <laughs> <coughs> um, sorry the, you're good you're good you're good the, the the movie, the movie was just super. It, there's a lot of comedic elements, and then uh, you know, very um, moving, uh, dark. So uh, that makes more sense to me. I didn't realize they were a rap duo. Yeah, that makes so much more sense to me now. Yeah, I um. <clears throat> I really, I don't watch trailers, as you know, so I didn't know what to, what to expect with this, but the 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 common theme of blind spot the blind spots going throughout the entire film, not just with the uh, with the image that they show it with the you know the vase with the two faces, but people just having a blind spot to different things and they're just so tunnel vision <laughs> to what what they what they are looking at that theme throughout the film was was woven through perfectly i i especially with uh the miles character being in an interracial relationship um uh coming across to other people um as trying to trying to act black or be black when he just needed to just relax and be himself. Um, which at the same time, almost felt like he was being himself, but it came across to other people as, as doing way too much. Um, I think to me, he seemed to be the one, and also, I'm sorry, also not even uh, uh, paying attention uh, to uh, Colin in terms of, um, trying to be better like he he, yeah. he he was just blind to all this other stuff that was around him and just focused on on getting money having fun and his family like that was literally it there was nothing else he wasn't worried about really anything else um 
I Colin um Colin's character is oh, what's the right way to say this? Colin actually slick like reminded me of of some stuff that I like how I've uh, gone through different things. Like you, you're trying your best to do your best with different things, and then outside circumstances force you to do something else. I feel um, like that's a very real thing too. Yeah, it's like I can relate to that on like a personal level. It's like I work really, really hard to try to get my life in order, mm-hmm. and it's like as soon as I feel like I'm in a good spot something happens something comes up that kind of like just pushes me back a few steps and i feel i i um so the audience knows i actually unfortunately did not watch the movie um i i was gonna tell you guys i have to like be in a good headspace to watch like something that's gonna be dramatic something especially like with everything that was going on this from what i saw in the trailer i was like i need to be in a good headspace or i'm just gonna cry and i'm just gonna be sad and like i'll be stuck i'll get stuck like that um because that's just like how i am i'm very empathetic so when i watch something i get very like i feel it really deeply Mm -hmm. um and i just kept not being in the good spot to like sit down and watch that even though i love um w diggs i love him so much and and i it's like i said i'm like it's gonna be good he's brilliant um but that's just like life life is very much one of those things that it's like you keep doing things but it's like outside circumstances just like kind of throw you for a loop and that's just it's just really really like real i think mm-hmm. yeah no i agree with that i agree with that um um so i don't want to cut you off but sorry you know so bl- no, no, no blind spotting um just for the just for the audience um i just want to kind of read the synopsis real quick yeah, yeah just yeah. so the audience just so the audience knows you know what's going on um, Colin Hoskins, a, convict, a convicted felon, is struggling to finish the last three days of his probation. Colin, along with his short-tempered best friend, Miles Turner, works for a moving company located in Oakland, California. One night while waiting for a red light, Colin witnesses a white police officer using lethal force on a fleeing black suspect. As Colin is haunted by the incident, he begins to have nightmares and experiences hallucinations. Yeah. Um, I think and this came out in 2018, right? Yeah. 2018, this... and it, they had been writing it for 10 years before it got produced. Really? Yeah, they started yeah. writing it in 2000, in the, in the early 2000s. See, and for this to come out in the period that it did, like... That was that like was... pre... Well, it came out in 2019, 2018, mm-hmm. early 2018, right? January or July? July, just kidding um this is a few years after Trayvon after yeah yeah Mike Brown yeah Garner this is this is this is the this is the 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 peak of well close to the peak of of people uh uh black people really feeling um anxious because this is happening these shootings were happening so often like I lost count I, I've lost count and forgotten names. It's too. it's bad. It's really yeah. and that's just like how it is. Like in it, it's 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 so common now mm-hmm. that it's it's hard to keep up. Mm-hmm. Um which 
like if you're looking like from like another country into like like somewhere in Europe looking out to the US it's like you guys have like multiple like mass shootings like a day yeah and we're like and we're like yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's just it just happens yeah like we're so desensitized to it now Mm -hmm. and I feel like that is not how things should be yeah um I'm all for like you, like if, if you're a hunter and you have like guns like if you have a reason to have it because it's you're hunting and you're gonna go out into the woods and kill a deer and bring it home and eat it and like make shit out of the skin and like use it like that's cool and like I can understand having like like a smaller gun like in your bedside table for like protection in case somebody breaks into your house mm-hmm. but like all the shit that people have now and have access to like there's no reason for somebody to have like a like an automatic weapon like in their home right like and it's <clears throat> a lot of people it's oh right to bear arms and it's like when that was written what we have now didn't exist and then yeah it's to protect yourself against like the government but it's like homie if the government has like tanks like they literally have like drones that can just drop like nukes like oh yeah you're like AK in your living room isn't gonna help you against that. So no. why do you have it? There, I'm. I know this is like a super controversial topic, but like it's, it's, it's that. And like for police violence specifically, if we want to go into that, because that relates more to the film. Yeah. American police officers, I think, only need like six or eight weeks or something of like the police academy, mm-hmm. or it's like a couple months of like the police academy, and then they're like six, off to do six months. Is it six? Okay, so six months so of like six months and you're a police officer, but even just being a nurse is two years. Yeah, and that's the thing is like to be a lawyer to understand the law, you have to go to school for like eight years. You have to you have to put in the work. You have to pass your classes. You have to pass uh, your exams in order to understand everything properly in order to inf- to 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 do law. Mm-hmm. But an officer goes to the police academy for six months and is the one enforcing it like how are you going to enforce something that you don't understand and it's not just that that like there's a lot of things that tie into um some of like um oh my god i can't remember his name i feel so shitty um it was the the young kid um that was shot like i think it's almost been two years now um he i think i don't know if he was autistic or he had like like ADHD years in the Carolinas Mm -hmm. yeah and he because he was like I'm just trying to go home like I'm friendly like and they were like "Mm, no you're black and you're wearing a hoodie so you're down like it it, it, like there's no like there's no training to like de-escalate situations so like cops don't know how to de-escalate things appropriately and then it's like they they go guns first it's like yeah which which makes no sense because like the 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 common uh excuse is you know i'm in fear for my life yeah it's like homie if you're fearing for your life that is not the profession for you no if some if some kid is walking down the street yes yes elijah mcclain it's like if if you're walking if some kid like a child is walking down the street and you're scared for your life and you're an officer like you shouldn't be an officer yeah i i'm see like the the thing about it that gets me is i'm not 
understanding how how it's accepted how that that the 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 that excuse is what uh the the authorities um the or or the um their their uh, their bosses or whatever find that to be okay to say okay that like that you're, you're in fear of your life that's why you kill someone and a lot of times a lot of these guys are just are running away yeah you know what i'm saying it's it's not even like it's like i feel like a lot of the people that are running away like they're running away because they're like, I might have a chance to get away if I run away, yeah. but that cop right there is going to shoot me whether I sit down on the ground and put my hands over my head or yeah. I run. Yeah. So my better chance of survival is to run. Yeah. And it's insane that that's how people think. Like, it shouldn't be that. Like, you should be able to, like, I should, like, I like like anybody should be able to just walk up to an officer and be like hey i, I need help like mm. with something but it's like a majority of people specifically minorities like don't feel like that they can call the cops like if somebody's yeah. like breaking like like a fucking um somebody again i can't I, I know that this happened somebody called the cops because somebody was breaking into their apartment and the cop thought it was the it was the guy who owned the apartment or rented the apartment was break yeah. that somebody was breaking in and shot him mm-hmm. and it's like he's like i'm the one that called the c- cops because somebody's breaking into my apartment you just assume because i'm black that i'm the one that's breaking into an apartment like yeah. It, yeah. it's like and and that kind of stuff especially when it gets the media attention that it does it's like that's gonna make it so like literally anybody else like that is a minority is like well if i call the cops they're just gonna think that i did it yeah I'm, and look. it's like I had I was I was driving on the back road yesterday and noticed the cop was was driving right behind me. And I mean for at least a good five mile stretch. The entire time I'm like, okay, I know there's a store like I knew there was a Publix coming up. My my goal was to get to the Publix so that I can get you around could like, more. Yeah, people. so it's like yeah. And and that 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 I mean and that that's your thinking. It's like you're like, mm-hmm. I have to get like my goal right now to survive is mm-hmm. to get to a place where there is a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So if this officer does something or try something, mm-hmm. I have witnesses. Yeah. That, that was like, that was the only thought process I had for that, that for about a good 10 minutes. Like in like the store. And that's terrifying. Yeah. And it's like I've uh um so is the the character Collins in a like uh interracial relationship in the movie? Miles's. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've only ever been in interracial relationships, and mm-hmm. anytime, like me and like one of my ex boyfriends would like go somewhere, they they're brown, always mm-hmm. darker. We would go to like a convenience store and like, or just anywhere, and it was like almost as if like you like see the demeanor change in like either the workers or the like security that there might be somewhere you like see like if it's just like the two of us walking in mm-hmm. and i'm free to go wander around look at shit on the racks but it's like i look over and i can see the clerk or i can see so and so like like mm-hmm. like this doing doing these like kind of peeking over the racks making sure that like my boyfriend's just not not like stealing shit and it's like 
I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, uh, meanwhile, like, I could be in the corner just, like, sticking shit in my purse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it's like, but they're not paying attention to me at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, like, I understand, like, that, the, the privileges. It, it's just... I think that's why I didn't want to watch this movie because I knew I was going to get like super into like uh, this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was, I was at a bar maybe three, three months ago, something like that. Um, it was me and my boy. We were going to the bar. I'm white. He's black. Um, they checked my ID, let me in. They checked his ID and then searched him with a wand. And then I said something. I was like, you didn't search me. And he's like, well, you're good. Like, so see. And then we kind of got into it and then left and went somewhere else. But like, just, just like, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't even like, I feel like it was just kind of done. You know what I mean? And, and the other people around didn't see what was happening. They just didn't think anything of it. Like the other people waiting to get in, like I was making a big deal out of it and everybody else was like, it's not a big deal. Just let them get searched. I was like, no, it is a big deal. It's yeah. a very big deal. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah. it just happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean it's it's it, like especially with with this within this film, um, like the 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 fear that we have when it comes to cops was captured perfectly within this film. I uh, in in the trailer they show the scene um, where um david diggs's character is in like the moving truck and he like the guy like runs up and like mm-hmm. he, and he's like Whoa, and he like runs away and the cop comes around and shoots him and you just see him like look over and like see the cop shoot him and just that like yeah. like and he like i like just by watching that like i'm just imagining him in the truck like is this cop going to do something to me because i witnessed this like yeah. and like it's, like it's also that that confusion because like do you do you stay out of fear that they're gonna come bum rush you or do you go act like you didn't see anything yeah and then it's like oh if you do stay and like there is an investigation well, because obviously there's gonna be an investigation it's like if you do stay mm-hmm. and you are there to like give your testimony is the cop buddy that's coming up to do the report is he gonna falsify the records because mm-hmm. he wants to save his partner's ass mm-hmm like well, and 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 that's and that was the point that that, that uh, Colin brought up in the film as well. Like uh, Miles, he told he told Miles that you know he witnessed this, and he said, "Why, why don't you you know go say something?" Yeah, I'm gonna go talk to the cops and say, "Hey, I witnessed you know the shooting, and it went down this way, not the way you guys are saying it went down." It's it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like yeah. why 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 put yourself in a situation where now you're you're putting yourself out there for scrutiny from the police department that could potentially get harassed, get slandered, all that stuff, just so they can, you know, uh, uh, undermine your, your credibility. And, and yeah. it's like, that's, that's another reason why I keep to myself. I'm, I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm out and about and then all of a sudden, something happens. happens. Yeah. I don't want. So Derek, there were a lot. There were a lot of very powerful scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what was one that stood out to you the most, and just as kind of, I know you just watched it, but that stuck with you. The uh, scene with Colin 
walking home and the 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 cop uh, drove drove by him turned around and threw the spotlight on him yeah. like like my why? my heart was beating. That's a, that's 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 the question, right? Like why why would that happen? But we 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 fit the profile of whatever. Literally whatever. Literally, like they, it doesn't they, even they, matter what happened. It's like we fit the profile. We are the suspect. Prime prime suspect. It doesn't matter. Literally by just existing and it's yeah. like it's like why? Like why? Yeah. Like yeah, that that scene right there, I like I I my I was my anxiety started going up because I'm sitting here like, oh Jesus, like this dude just got just got he, out of jail. He has like what like three days until his probation's over or whatever. Yeah, That's like the, he the was main, in that like... period. Yeah, he was within that 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 time frame of like almost almost at the finish line, and now a cop's about to stop him. Like. You know, it's like it's 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 scary. It's scary, but that that scene right there was the one that really stuck out to me. Where I was like, yeah, like I felt that. I felt that, and I've never even been in trouble with the law, never. But mo- like most most times, I see cops. You get nervous. <laughs> Yo, I I kid you not. After uh, George Floyd was murdered. Um, I went into Publix, I would say maybe like within like a week of that happening. My sister and I walk in. And as we're walking in, there's a white cop walking in as well through the other entrance. And I saw his gun and he's got this big smile on his face. Immediately, I'm like, okay, red flag. So like, there's something going on with this dude. We walked into the store and we were in there for maybe 30 seconds. My sister was like, let's just get out of here. I don't feel comfortable. I said, yep, me either. I, I, we, we both, lo- we, we got out of there so fast because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be in a situation where like, I pick up something and, and then all of a sudden, like, because I picked up something, he's assuming I'm stealing it. Yeah. Or, you know, like, and, and that might, that might sound like extreme to people in the audience, but like, to be completely honest, like you, if you're, if you're not, if you're not black, you've never experienced that fear. So it, it wouldn't make sense to a lot of people. Right. But that's, that's our everyday life. Like that's yeah, your your reality is yeah. like you you it's 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 almost like your existence as like a human is basically like being prey to mm-hmm. the like like the the gazelle to the lion and you have to be so aware and you have to be so just like on top of things because if you're not and you make the tiniest little slip up that lion's going to take advantage of it yeah and it's like that's no way for a person to live I, i i do feel like our generation 
is slowly working to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the past couple of years, the past couple of years, there's been so much and and now there's a lot more people a lot more like cops that are being held accountable you know it's a lot easier nowadays i think i think it went on for so long Mm -hmm. because there was nothing that could hold people accountable like there was no video recording no audio recording no body cams there weren't civilians with cell phones that could record things in fucking 4k Mm -hmm. you know you know what's 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 fucked up about that whole thing like all that had to take place just for us to even be potentially to be believed. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And it's like, it, it's shitty that that's like how it's been. But I, the, the entire basis of the United States was founded on slavery and mm-hmm. genocide and the white man being superior. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. has only been in existence for a few hundred years. Like they're is still so much of that like systemically like built into the u.s like just fabric fabric of the u.s Mm -hmm. like that's how it was founded and that's something that like i think our generation is finally like sticking up for everybody because like we're in a place where there's so much readily available knowledge there's so much diversity everywhere now mm-hmm. and there's still places where you know you get the really really like racist people and people that are still like hailing the confederate flag and mm-hmm. don't understand like the meaning behind it welcome but to tampa florida yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is it i i i four they've got that like ginormous like confederate flag is that still up or is somebody finally taking that down yes for the big trump statue oh, there's a statue now <laughs> that well, oh. it's not necessarily it's not a statue but it's a gigantic it's not like a cardboard cutout but it's like a giant like billboard that was like kind of installed to the ground yeah it, it's 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 definitely going to take, I think, a couple more generations for, I don't think we'll see it, sadly, where, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, you know, like, not racism in everybody's everyday life, and people can go out and just be comfortable going on a walk in the middle of the day, or the middle of the night, whatever, like, I, like, I don't think I, we'll ever be without racism, to be completely honest. I, I do think that there's... do that, you have to be willing. The people that are in positions of power um, have to be willing to acknowledge what's going on, one. Two, be willing to tear the whole structure down that, the, that racism is built on. Like, you have to be able to break up that foundation to then replace it with a new foundation which with which you will build upon there are people that are in positions of power i'm not even talking about politicians i'm talking about people that the politicians answer to more so a corporate way uh, in a corporate world there's people Um, that we don't know their names we don't know their faces but they have a big pull in everything that's going on and they don't want to see things change as long as they have that type of pull I don't know that we will ever see well, that dramatic change. That's what I'm saying. I was like, we won't see it in our lifetime. 
mm-hmm. but our maybe great grandchildren, maybe that generation will be in a place. Cause I know that there there's been like some scientific studies that like the majority of the human race will mm-hmm. be um, like interracial yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, by like 2050. Yeah. So we're already kind of slowly going into that thing where it's like, there's not really going to be too many races anymore. Like everybody's going to mm-hmm. be a mix of something. Like even now, like a majority of people that I know are at least a mix of, of something, you mm-hmm. know, very few. Am I finding somebody who's like a hundred percent like Irish or like a hundred percent like uh Ethiopian like I don't know like it's Mm -hmm. you don't really come across that anymore everybody's like oh I'm like a mix of this and this and this Mm -hmm. and it's for various reasons too oh yeah oh yeah there's so many different reasons like there's the reasons where it it happened in the first place was because of slavery and bringing so many Mm -hmm. people um from like Africa and from like South American countries into like the the U.S. Mm -hmm. and like people from Europe coming in and and (laughs) destroying like all of like the native cultures and then mixing with those cultures and and Mm -hmm. and those those races and kind of creating things so it it has not necessarily been like a good path that was taken to get to where we're at right now but I think like in the long run there's not like we're not really gonna have a ton of like races I think we still will like there's still gonna be like different areas of the world but i feel like the majority of people are going to be mixed and it's going to be like why is there i just have a hard time understanding why you're going to judge somebody or like hate somebody because of the amount of like melanin in their skin like i don't yeah yeah i I, i've never understood it like i was like raised in like i'm i'm my parents are republicans my parents are a little racist um but they raised me well enough to know that like you judge a person based on the character mm-hmm. versus how they look. And when my family moved to Florida, when I was a kid, I was uh, 11 when we moved to Florida. And that was like kind of some of my first like introduction to like not white people. Cause I yeah. was born in Massachusetts and Massachusetts is very like Irish. Um, Are you a Celtic very, are you a Celtics fan? I am. Celtics, good, Patriots, good, good. Red Sox. Good, good, you know. We'll talk about that off air. LJ's just like, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like I grew, oh, I grew man. up, I grew up like literally right outside of Boston, and mm-hmm. even now, like I see things like on like Facebook of like some of my family members who've never left the state of Massachusetts, and they're so racist. Mm-hmm. and it like blows my mind and like I lived in Florida for 15 years starting at 11 years old mm-hmm. and being those I feel like those are really like pivotal like growth years where yeah. you really kind of discover like more about yourself more about like who you are and like the type of people you have around you and like my entire neighborhood was so like mixed you know like mm-hmm. the neighborhood I grew up in was just mixed there was um literally like every race and those were my friends and that's how I grew up and then I went to my high school that I went to super mixed super diverse and I think that was a huge contribution to like who I am now and like as I got older now I like 
I lived in Massachusetts, lived in Florida. Now I live in California. I live in Los Angeles. So like, mm-hmm. this is what, this area is the, one of the most diverse I've ever been in. And I love it because you get to learn more about other people, other cultures, family dynamics. Like it's just, the more you're exposed to the world, the more you can understand other people. And, right. and I think that's super important. And I know one of the things they talk about is like, if you go to college, you're like, oh, all these college educated kids, like come out of school and they're all liberals now. Like, what are they teaching? And it's like, honestly, they're not like teaching kids to be like super liberal. These kids are just making friends with people from other parts of the world, other parts right. of the country. And they're meeting these people and like realizing that it's like, they're not so different. Like, I feel like people think that like a black kid from Louisiana is going to be worlds different from some like white kid who lives in Maine. Mm-hmm. But when they meet, it's like, oh, we're both playing the exact same video games. Oh, mm-hmm. we both like love Chipotle burritos. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, you know, like, oh, the, the fucking Celtics are like my, my team, you know? And it's yeah. like, 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 it's just meeting people from outside of your hometown i'm a huge advocate on getting the fuck out of your hometown Mm -hmm. move out of your hometown leave your hometown travel even if it's just like a road trip to like a couple states away like just get out of your home because like that's how you're gonna meet people and interact with people that can help you grow as a person too and somewhat part of what they discuss in this film too because yeah okay um uh you have miles that is i'm sorry lj i didn't catch this did he grow up in oakland or he moved to oakland he grew up in oakland so it is very very much a product of he's a product of his environment but he was he was received as someone that was an outsider an outsider which was very weird because he definitely spoke he spoke the language of the people in the in the area. You remember that one but, scene of him trying to sell the boat to this guy that he's just saying different shit to the guy and they're talking, going back and forth. Colin goes, what were y'all even talking about? Like, I don't know, but mm-hmm. sold the boat, you know, like it, it, it you know it, what what you're saying takes me back and it's it's the scene that sticks out to me. Um there's two, but one of the scenes that sticks out to me the most is the one um after the party where colin and miles kind of get into it um Mm -hmm. and and colin said you're who the cops are looking for Mm -hmm. but they look for people like me yeah look like they look for people that look like me Mm -hmm. like you you know what scene they're talking about Mm -hmm. where he he tells miles to say the n-word he's like Mm -hmm. no bro i don't say i don't say that shit you know that Mm -hmm. and he's like you know that that scene just always sticks out to me just because of the 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 emotion and in Colin's heart and his voice and like he's just broken mm-hmm. at this point. I was I was almost daring him to say it in the, in, in that scene. So <laughs> like, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um I don't know what was it I don't know isn't the trailer he's like yo dude you, you got to see you could say it and he like goes to say it and he's like ah, ah, ah. is that yeah. that's okay so I, I did see that in trailer. It looked that looked hilarious. That looked, looked so funny like that's a different team. That's that, a different oh. Team. Yeah, oh okay yeah, okay. Yeah. But um okay so that is is this i was just like thinking about it because i was like i just saw 
something where like the guy was like nah dude like you're fine like you can say it like it's fine he goes all right my and then he goes "Ah, no no (laughs) and then he was like i'm just kidding i'm just kidding you can say it and he goes all right my and he goes no 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 you can't no what and it's just they go back and forth for a couple minutes and it's like really funny and the friend is like bro you said i could say it (laughs) and he's like nah (laughs) the um towards the end of the film well actually let me ask what what was your opinion on um them implementing rap into it the movie's not a musical in any way but it's the two characters grow it's, it's not a musical digs, but the ca- the characters grow up um just like like, like kind of like how, how i grew up freestyling you know sure. what i mean so so but then the way that it kind of comes to a head in the end when they're moving yo the couple out of that house that scene breaks me every time i want to go back and watch that scene again so I read I read that in the synopsis. I think you know it, it's the um there yeah um he ends up like breaking some of the property because of who the house belongs to. Mm-hmm. Are we doing spoilers or it's up to you? Yeah, we always do spoilers. Yeah, I was like, we always do spoilers. Yeah. So, so but it's basically, up to you because you haven't seen a movie too. I have I've already, I've, I read the synopsis. Like okay. I, it's yeah. So, so it's like I, I kind of know what happens, but like. You you, moving, you guys watched it, so you go ahead. They're moving. They, they work for a movie company, and towards the end of the movie, they're move. They're, they're moving. Um, prop. They're moving stuff out of a house. A, a husband and wife are, are are divorcing, whatever. So they're moving the boxes into a moving truck, and then they go down into the basement, and they realize that the the husband is the police officer who gunned down uh, the black man who was running. And then so, and it's it's the murder that that Colin witnessed, and it all just comes right back to him. Not that it ever left, but just seeing him it up just, front, it fully face to back. face, and um, and he starts he he picks up a, a gun that was on the counter there, and he aims it at the cop, and he starts rapping to get his emotion off. And, and it's it so was, the the thing about that though is is that throughout the film he was trying to do freestyles, and he was always like limited in in, mm. in in the flow and then as soon as he gets to this point it just it Almost. just spills it, out it's yeah it it just came out and i mean the 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 word play you know if you need to be under that heavy pressure to come out with that kind of that kind the of flow, speed the aggression that was that was that was phenomenal i i i um and the thing about it is, <clears throat> which I find very interesting, is that that the, the the cop, which tends to happen in these types of situations, the, the cop was like, I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to kill. What do you mean you didn't mean to kill him? This is not like we like they were wrestling. It's not like the gun yeah, accidentally like the, yeah. ran off. He it's literally like, ran stop. after the guy, stopped in his tracks, aimed his gun. And shot multiple times as the guy was running away, which is another reason why, like, I agree that the training of cops in general has to be something that they they go back and 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 take a serious look at. To there extend. needs to be like, because like other countries have like like their police officer programs are literally like three years, like which they're in sense. school for like three years to be ready for their job as a police officer to be able to de-escalate situations most countries officers aren't even carrying guns they might have right. like a taser and they've got um 
the stick the baton, the baton. yeah <laughs> but it's like so it's like a lot of a lot of places like don't even have the ability for the cops to to shoot somebody you mm-hmm. know and then in in a situation like george floyd where like he was literally like suffocating him like that like in what world like is your brain like this is okay he says he can't breathe but it's fine like you know like it, it's clearly not and like thank god for that girl for recording and staying there and like not listening to them to turn off her camera she's like no i'm gonna record this like it sucks that that's what we need to be able to get some form of justice in some of these situations but like let me it just, let me like, ask you guys i'm curious you know a lot of people say movies are movies or music is music and it's entertainment and that's what it is um but I, Jess, I know you and I have talked about this, that, you know, as actors or as performers, is like, you know that you can bring about impact and, and, and change with the, with the art that you make. Um, so how do you guys feel about, um, you know, a film like A Blind Spotting or Fruitville Station or anything like that? Do you believe that a film like Blind Spotting can bring about change? Absolutely. In, in, in any element? A hundred percent. I think is it, it sucks because I know that there's some movies that I've watched that have me as like a white woman have like impacted me to like understand or at least kind of have a little bit more understanding of things that might not necessarily like be a hundred percent correct. Um, Cause I know like the movie, the help um, I, I loved that movie. I know we talked about this um like a couple weeks ago about how like it it's a a movie about a white woman it's like starring a white woman about like a black woman's like life um but like even like little bits in movies like that that you like see and like you see these like people deal with real life situations deal with like real life shit it's like it 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 humanizes them more and makes it in a way it's like you can kind of understand like what they have to deal with um Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of another movie um there's fucking so many of them that like things happen and you're like like it's it's like it's it's basically like similar to just getting to know other people and Mm -hmm. being like you're literally like the same as me like as a child you're gonna make friends and it's like it's definitely like a product of your upbringing like if your parents are like oh don't hang out with like so and so it's like oh why like they're my best friend it's like oh because they're like they're black you know Mm -hmm. it's like like you can get away from that by -hmm. exposing yourself to more in your life yeah i i agree that that um, some films have the potential to to bring about change. Uh, some films like this can bring about change. The problem that I have, though, is believing that it will. Because mm-hmm. you have people that watch it purely for entertainment. They're not, yeah. they're not watching it to, to learn or understand. Yeah, because they're so stuck in their ways and in their mindset that it's it's 
it's sometimes really that's when the that, deepest impact comes. It, You're not yeah, expecting it, to get a lesson, but you get it. I, yeah, but you have to be open to. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you, you have you have to be willing to say I'm actually wrong in my position, right? Which is hard for people. It it's, is hard for people to say that they're wrong. Right. Because and 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 they might have other reasons outside of just pride. Like like uh, earlier when I was saying uh, uh, corporations that that are invested in in to how policies are are, are um, dictated, they have financial reasons as to why they're they believe what they believe, you know what I'm saying? So so yeah, I believe that some some films like this can create an impact, but I don't know that it it I don't know that they will. Yeah, it's like they have the potential for somebody that maybe doesn't like doesn't realize that like a police brutality is as bad as it is watching something like this and just seeing like a cop just like shoot somebody. I don't even it's know that it's like, more so like, that they don't realize it. I don't think they care to. Yeah. Well, that kind of like ties back into the fact that there's been so many shootings that like we mm-hmm. as a society have become desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. So when it happens in a movie where some people would be like, oh my God, like that's crazy. Like I like watched this guy's journey and like how it affected him over the, like the course of like that, like week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the PTSD that it does in, in, in uh, cause mm-hmm. like you're so used to it that it's almost like, like you're so used to seeing it in the media like oh like this happened this person was shot like here's the video of it happening mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. At, like it's it's we we just we're so desensitized to it as a society we just we we see it and we're like okay like that's okay like i'm just going to go get my starbucks and go work my 9 to 5 mm-hmm. and then go home and do nothing like it's I definitely believe film and entertainment things have the potential to create change, but it it does rely on the consumer on being open to realizing their mistakes, realizing their flaws. And as well as just being around other people that can be like, Hey dude, like um, Matt Damon, Mm-hmm. Um, ju- uh, is it Matt Damon? Ju- yeah, his, his yes. Yeah, um, you know what I'm no, talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. So his his he said um, the f word slur for a gay person, mm-hmm. um, and he didn't really think anything of it. He's grown up with that as like a word, as just being a word. It's like when we were kids, we we're like, oh, that's gay. Like now, I'm like, I don't say shit like that because it's not a negative connotation, mm-hmm. and. I understand that I grew and I've learned from it. And it's just like with him, like his daughter, who's like 15 was like, um, dad, that's not a good word to say. She went, showed him why, oh, sorry, hit my mic. She, she went and showed him why it wasn't. He learned from it and he grew. And had she not done that, he might have not even known that him saying that word was going to be bad. This happened so recently? Literally like this yeah. week. He, he literally, he came out, he, he, he held himself. There's, there's a weird thing. People are like, he should be canceled. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, he held himself accountable. He, I this, keep saying that he's canceling himself by telling the story, but like, which is stupid. Cause it's like, he's like, Hey, like there's this thing that I did not know as a white man, um, a, a straight white man that 
came to my attention. I learned from it. I educated myself and I'm talking about it because there may be other 50 year old straight white men that are saying this word and not realizing that it has a negative effect to the people around him. And that's what I got from him coming out and him talking about it and him bringing attention to that. Cause I also saw other people like, Oh, why is that such a bad word? And it's like, because it it's, it has those negative connotations to it. It's not, it was, it wasn't used as like a compliment. So it's not a good thing. When it comes to that word, it's like, I feel like I know a lot of Irish or Italian people who just use that word. And, and I've never from that, from anybody that I know from family or friends or whatever, who still use the word, despite anytime I hear it, I say, you know, you know, I call it out, but um, a lot of people just use it kind of as a joke to insult your friend. It's not funny, but like, I remember, I, I forget, I was talking to a friend and somebody had mentioned that they watched Jersey Shore and my friend said, you're such a, that, um, and, and. The thing about it is, like, I've never heard this person use it to insult a gay person, um, but that doesn't change the meaning behind the word. So you yeah. try to, to, to teach them that lesson to say that. that. And the thing was, somebody that was in that group um, was, I know this, they didn't know that that person was gay, mm-hmm. and it hurt them. Mm-hmm. And so you never know who's around. You never know who's listening. You don't want to hurt somebody. You don't want to offend somebody. You exactly. Careful, and you need to understand the definition of the words that you're using and the power behind some of the words that you're using. Exactly. And like, that's a thing too. It's like growing up, like when people, like when I bring back like gay, like people would be like, oh, like that's gay. Or like, stop being so gay. Like in a way being like, hey, like stop being like stupid, you know, like, mm-hmm. or, or like, oh, that's, that's, mm-hmm like that's dumb you know like that's not mm. that's silly you know instead of saying like oh that's silly or like oh that's gay or like oh I don't like that that's gay mm-hmm. you know it's like when meanwhile like your best friends next to you hasn't like come out of the closet yet and they're sitting there and they're like you are saying things in such a negative way about like you say you hate that thing and you're calling it gay and mm-hmm. they're sitting there like I'm gay and I the way you're using that word makes it seem like being gay is a bad thing. And, and I didn't realize this was even still. And it's the things like, you don't realize like, it's like you're we're 2021. You wouldn't think that this would still be something that's so prevalent in society, but it is like somebody like Matt Damon, a huge celebrity with a huge pull didn't know that saying the F word was a bad thing. He had no idea. And his 15 year old daughter who Gen- their generation they're gonna ch- do some changes they're gonna be changing some shit and i'm very yeah. excited for it my kids are gonna grow up with like the best teachers um <laughs> but um his 15 year old daughter was like hey dad like that's not okay you can't say that word let me show you why mm-hmm. and she showed him and he being open to it and being open to learning and growing shared that with the world and he's getting backlash for it, but it's like, how many other people are seeing this and are a huge fan of Matt Damon? And they're like, wow, like, you know what? I I also didn't know that that was a bad word. Like, I didn't know that me saying that was going to impact some of these people around me that I love. I, and it's, I I I agree. 
I agree that that you know it's, it's a good thing that you know his daughter did that. I, I'm still just kind of like having a hard time processing that. That in 2021, people still don't realize that that's not a an okay word to use. And, and that's and that's you have to think about how like how vast the world is. I feel like the world is so huge, but it's also so tiny. You know, mm-hmm. we have easy access to information, but at the same time, there are people in the state of California that don't know who the Kardashians are, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, how do you not know who the Kardashians are? You know, like they're plastered everywhere all the time. They've been on TV for 15 years. Like they're they're always in the news, but there's people that don't know who they are. There are people who don't know like the names of like, one of them they could be like oh that like girl with the big bow i don't know her name mm-hmm. you know like so if you think about it in that sense of things like for me it's like there's like football teams it's like i don't know 80 percent of the football teams but there's people out there that know every single player on every single team mm-hmm. in any given moment right. you know and, and so if you think about it in that sense like there's there are things that will slip through the cracks there's things like like that that will slip through the cracks that people won't realize but as long as like there are people around you to call you out on your bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> and call you out on that stuff mm-hmm. you know and you're sitting there willing to grow you'll grow and that kind of ties back to like movies and art and entertainment having an impact on people mm-hmm. yes absolutely the the potential is there but the people themselves have to be open and willing to accept that what they knew or what they were taught mm-hmm. is wrong or is hurtful mm-hmm. or just incorrect. Um, and is if you're open to it, watching a movie that's going to show you that PTSD doesn't just come from going to war that it can come from any kind of traumatic experience Mm -hmm. and continue on and affect you for the rest of your life and you're open and willing to be like you know what shit yeah like that guy witnessed a cop murdering somebody and now he's terrified of of what potentially could happen and that's a and he's having flashbacks of it and it's like that's ptsd it's like i thought that was only something for soldiers it's like no like you know and it's what they're like oh you know what like that does happen in people's real everyday lives as long as you're open for it you can grow and learn from it but that's that's the thing is like the potential's there but will it happen who knows yeah no i agree with that i agree with that yeah um wow so this was a heavy this is yeah. a heavy show <laughs> <sighs> yeah. i get so i get so worked up on this kind of stuff and i think it's just because i have the privilege of being like a white woman mm-hmm. and i have a voice that people will listen to mm-hmm. and you know i have platforms that i can talk about these things and it's like not my place to go into like a ton of details on these things but if i can bring like some kind of awareness to it i i want to you know if i can use my platform to help somebody else like that's what i want to do yeah it's important 
yeah yeah but yeah yeah, it gets i get i get super i get super like heated and like into this kind of stuff so these conversations can get very heavy yeah yeah and it's and and like it's it's good it's it's good because i can learn more i that's worth it yeah and i feel like that's super important you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no i get you um what are we giving this in terms of rating (laughs) back to the movie how'd you guys Um, like it (laughs) on a scale of one to ten what do you think (laughs) what do we think it's in my top 10 it's in my top 10 so it's 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 a 9.5 we got to give our 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 list of top 10 films oh that's a hard maybe we'll do that next week That'll we be should. like a, our top 10 films. We'll have to sit down and figure out our personal top 10 films. We should. I, I know LJ Priory has this. I I don't know what my... Yes, I keep a list on my phone and I I, I legit have a list on my phone of my top 10 and when it changes, I correct my list. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't know where I'm putting this uh, in ranking, but I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. I, I didn't... I think they did a great job of... of mixing the, the imagery the messaging the imagery the 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 music um well not even the music just just the the just the, just right. the, the yeah like the, the spoken word bit it, it was just phenomenal it was a very well balanced uh film um makes me want to actually watch the show now do you wish you would have watched this movie two years ago when i told you about it i wasn't ready for it <laughs> i didn't know what yeah. the film was about yeah. I didn't know what it was yeah. about, but I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't in a space to watch this at that at that point. Especially yeah. after uh, 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 last year with George Floyd, there was no way in hell I was going to be able to watch this. I would have. I would have turned it off because I, I. It's. It's. It was just that heavy. Uh, that oh, I just. I can't. I. I I'm still in a space where I don't want to see any, any videos uh, of of oh, yeah. different things happening because I, I like. I just mentally can't. I can't. I, I don't want it. I don't want to have that in my mind right yeah. now. There's a movie that my old roommate was like constantly telling me to watch, and uh, it's Clouds. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on Disney Plus, um, uh, and it's cancer. yeah. I was like, it's a, about the kid with cancer, and like she was saying that like she watched it and it was just absolutely just broken and sobbing and i like she told me that and like i had seen a couple things everybody's like clouds is such a great movie but i've been crying for like two days and i'm like i you i cannot watch that movie yeah if i'm not in the right headspace because like i said like i said earlier like something like this like you've seen from this past like hour of us talking about it Mm -hmm. i i'm super empathetic and and i i just i feel things so deeply all the time Mm -hmm. and if i were to watch that movie and see like how it all pans out and like all the stuff that happens and whatever it is that makes everybody absolutely cry like i i'll be stuck there for days one day when we're just when we're recording she's gonna randomly say all right so blind spotting uh it fucking destroyed my life (laughs) i Um, i will i'll be like so um remember like four months ago when we watched blind spotting i finally watched it um that's why i didn't hear from me for three days because i was curled up in my bed crying um no we should add i I wish jess was a part of the starving artist um blm episode we did 
<laughs> watch it. Watch it. The, okay. I watched the BLM versus ALM one. Oh, yeah. Ew. I, this, this is. She said, uh, ew. <laughs> yeah. My, there are people my, on that episode, I still, I will, if I see them in person, I will never acknowledge them. My, uh, my dad shared something uh, back in like March. It was like some, some girl was on spring break and she was a white girl on spring break and she was assaulted and murdered by two black men. And my dad shared a thing that was like, you'll, you won't see justice for her, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, because literally the cops apprehended her assault, assaulter, assaultants, assault. Assailants. Assailants. <laughs> I was like, there's a word for it. Um, apprehended her assailants. They they are in jail. They're awaiting their, their trial. Mm-hmm. And um, like the whole thing was like, you won't see like justice for her. You won't see it in the news. You won't see it. It's like, and, and then at like the bottom, it was like, all lives matter. And it's like, ex- <sighs> they were arrested. They're going to jail. Mm-hmm. all of the information is accurate from her her like autopsy her, the report everything is is pretty on point there's video like of the guys going in and out of the hotel room like it's it's all there you google her name and a dozen articles pop up like and like and so i i i chewed my dad out i I wrote this super long, like, cause he posted on like his Instagram story. So I just replied to the story. So super long Instagram message. And I told him that I was like, I'm really disappointed in you because you raised me differently than the way you're acting right now. Mm-hmm. And she has her justice. Meanwhile, Brianna Taylor doesn't. And George Life Floyd at the time didn't, you know, like even now it still doesn't really, but you know, and I think um, somebody else recently it had been murdered by like a cop, like maybe a few weeks before that. And I was like, this person has not had their justice. The reason we say Black Lives Matter is because they're seen differently. You know, like you're sitting here saying that this this girl's lives matter, and it's like, yeah, yeah, it does. But her killers are still just chilling we know exactly who they are Mm -hmm. but like like her or her killers are are have been apprehended versus like these other people like their killers we know their names we know their jobs we know where they live they're just chilling they're fine they're living their lives they're watching tv and that's not fair Mm -hmm. and that's why there's the differences between black lives matter and all lives matter like all lives don't matter until black lives matter and people of color lives matter like all of this stuff with like the asian hate as well like aapi lives matter mm-hmm. you know like it's not saying that white people's lives don't matter it's just saying that like we need to as a society to like, care about everybody equally we can't just pretend that there isn't an issue when there's clearly an issue and yeah. a systemic issue. Yeah. There's statistics on it. There are numbers that will tell you that things aren't fair. 
I could, I could, I just, I could keep going to it. There's, <laughs> I agree. I but agree. yeah, and, and that's a, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's like a whole other thing, a whole other thing, but yeah, yeah, no, but it's like, it's like, if you don't call somebody out for their, their shit, like they're not going to learn and grow from it. I fortunately have seen a small change in my dad from that day that I called him out on that, Good. you know, like he'll still post like stupid stuff from time to time. Um, you know, and he's a Republican, but like, it's, he's not posting like a ton of like bullshit the way he was, you know, I think he's looking at things a little bit differently now because I called him out on his shit. Yeah. And like, I, I don't talk to a majority of my family anymore because of <laughs> the racism. And I've tried to like talk to them about it and they've just kind of come back at me. And I'm like, if you're not going to be willing to sit and listen and learn, Mm-hmm. then I, I unfortunately do not have time like I've tried but if you were you're stuck and that's what sucks about a lot of it but maybe if somebody closer to them were to sit, tell them the same thing like maybe they'll listen but yeah I think my dad like my dad obviously like sees other things like online but I think because me his daughter was like I'm disappointed in you mm-hmm. for the way that yeah for the way that you are putting things out into the world like you didn't raise me like that so why are you acting like that yeah and i think that hit home for him Mm -hmm. um and he i do think took it in a little bit i don't think he's fully like liberalized or whatever Mm -hmm. but i do think that me calling him out on that was important and I think that that's something that like more people need to do, like hold people accountable. Don't just like laugh at somebody's like racist joke or like sexist joke and be like, mm, you know, why is that funny? You know, yeah. why, 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 why is saying what you just said, like funny? Why are you laughing about that? And if they can't explain it, explain to them why it's not funny. Yeah. I think that's important. It's, it's, it's a little bit at a time. A lot of, yeah. uncom- a it's lot not of gonna... uncomfortable conversations that have to be. Uh, had uh in order to chip away yeah at it it's I, a lot it's a lot yeah and my dad's like 71 years old he's like an old white man who grew up in massachusetts like <laughs> he it's it's not going to be an overnight thing yeah. but sometimes like if that person's willing to to learn and grow like it's going to take time they're not going to learn it overnight but like if they're not willing like you can't do too much but if they're at least willing to kind of listen and not remove themselves from your life after you challenge them once, mm-hmm. like take the time to, to get them to where they're going to be because people have been raised in such like a weird way. I don't know. People think that like racism and like segregation and stuff is like old news, but it's like, no, <laughs> like, no, I agree. I agree with that. It, like it, my 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 parents were alive like before s- schools were segregated before mm-hmm. there weren't like whites only water fountains. Like my parents mm-hmm. were alive when that shit still existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like my parents. Which, which shows that we're not too far from removed it, from. Exactly. Stuff, yeah, it's like yeah. and and my parents are older, but like 
other people like their grandparents were around when you could walk down the street and there'd be like a colored's only water fountain or like the movie theater was separated where like colored's only seating was a thing Mm -hmm. you know so it's like it's not it's not that long ago and like that's why we're trying to work now because people have the voice to do it now we have the reach we Mm -hmm. have the internet to share things and and to learn from and you know all the information in the world is at our fingertips so yeah i definitely agree with that I feel like I'm just tangenting now. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing the movie. With... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't let's, watch uh, it, but I'll t- give it a 10. <laughs> let's take a break, and then we'll come back uh, for our final segment. Perfect. This <laughs> is <laughs> You know damn well that I'm gonna go stupid Cause I'm living at these dreams that are lucid Can really give a fuck what her, him, or you said They said I'm a motherfucking nuisance With a drink in me cause I'm so damn boosted I hate it when I go ape shit like a poochin That's where the Marcel and my new friends Alright, so we are back um, After quite a heavy episode I feel like a quiz is a good idea um, I was just saying that like we didn't do a quiz last week because it would just be Q&As. It wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> um, LJ, we did miss you last week on that, but we yeah. are back, all of us. And I have a fun quiz. This one is 12 questions. Um, it's just It's just movie trivia. I feel like it's just some of it's basic movie trivia. Some of it, I, I, I really feel like most of these answers are not super difficult yeah you said that last time and i was but I was, gonna say, I was like i said that last time and it wasn't quite as easy as i thought um i I'm, do feel I'm, like no go ahead i was gonna say derek i'm ready to go back to back like the cover of lethal weapon <laughs> um but yeah. this one I, this one i do feel like might be because it's, it's like actual like questions versus like what movie did this quote come from or like what actors said this or whatever so i feel like this one is a little bit easier than last time um it's a little bit more straightforward okay um okay i might still give you a win just because you're next you know (laughs) okay okay so 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 here we go question number one what was the first feature-length animated movie ever released okay that is like Ever mm-hmm. first full in the, length in the, animated movie that was in the I'm 40s. Thinking right? that, I'm thinking about that um that Mickey Mouse uh, uh steamboat. You're thinking of oh no no steamboat that was Lily, a, that's an episode. That's an um, episode. Okay. Uh, no, I was gonna full, say full length Bambi. Feature, nope, full Bambi. length feature no. film. Snow White. Yeah. That's that Dame Lillard LaRange, baby. It's Snow White. That's that Dame Lillard LaRange, baby. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Question number two. What movie did Tom Hanks score his first Academy Award nomination? No. Uh, Philadelphia? No. None of the above. Wow. Big. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good movie. 
I watched it recently too, like over quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, okay, question number three. In what 1976 thriller does Robert De Niro famously say, you talking to me? Taxi. Yeah. Oh, man, come well, on. taxi driver, but yeah. Taxi. Damn, taxi I was going to say that. Were you? Uh, yeah, I, I was literally about to say that he started that. I can't, I can't interrupt. So. <laughs> we should get like a buzzer. We should do a buzzer. Yes. You guys should just. Um, okay. Question number four. What's the name of the. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> that word just, I, my, my dyslexia just came out. Um, what's the name of the anthemic anthem? It's like the anthem dance near the beginning of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You don't know the name of the dance in the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Have you guys ever seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yes, but I don't know the name of the dance. No. The, the, I'm going to just throw something out there. I don't what? know it. The mm-hmm. creep. Nope. The creep. The electric slide. No, it is called the time warp. Oh yeah, no, I knew that. Time warp again. I've never seen that. Oh my god, you are missing out. That is a movie that you need to watch. Like cast. Okay, I'll check that out. It's literally like a cult classic. The fact that you have not seen that hurts my soul. Um. Anyway, question number five: (laughs) What Hollywood movie star plays himself in Zombieland? Oh shit. Um. Nope. Uh, Who are you going to Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray. It's sad and Derek. You can look up. That's so sad. That's so sad. <laughs> uh, I, was I just, just about to watched, watch that movie again. I just watched it when I went up to San Francisco. I, we, we watched that one night. Um, oh, man. Uh, okay. So question number six. For which 1964 musical blockbuster did Julie Andrews win the Academy Award for the Best Actress? Music. I said no. it already. Said, no? That's not the right movie. Oh. Who else Mary, did you play? Mary Poppins? Yeah! Mary Poppins! When did the Sound of Music come out? What year was that? 40s. Is that the, no, it was not so the So the, the Sound of Music came out... Um, <laughs> 40s and 50s. Right? 1965. And yeah, Mary Poppins... Yeah, 1965 was The Sound of Music. 1964 was Mary Poppins. Okay. So Mary Poppins came out the year before. The Sound of Music's better. Uh, I, like, I like the Chimney Sweepers. So. They're, they're, they're both very good movies. Miss um, <laughs> Dame Judy Andrews. Okay, question number seven. Who wrote the screenplay for Rocky? That's just long. Yeah. I'm Derek, come on. I'm overthinking. Simple, simple, simple. Yeah. You know that okay. epic story. I know the story. He's <laughs> yeah, because he was walking around with his dog as a like, <laughs> yeah. All right. That. So question number eight. Three of Jim Carrey's blockbusters, The Max, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and Ace Ventura Pet Detective were all released in what year? 95. Nope. 95. Nope. 96. Nope. 92. No, oh, LJ 90. got it. 94. <laughs> you had to run down the really? list there. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were close, though. It's the 90s, you know? Yeah. So, um, question number 10 What is the highest grossing movie of all time when not taking inflation into account? Titanic. 
What was that, LJ? Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> Avatar. I was, it was, I was didn't Avatar, it was really... Avatar dethroned Titanic and then Endgame dethroned Avatar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you, I don't have this as a question, but do you know what is the highest grossing movie of all time uh, with taking inflation into account? I think it's still Avatar, right? No. No, then I don't know. Uh, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Wow. I'm. I'm gonna fact check myself here really quick. Wow, gone with the wind. Didn't see that one coming. Cause I knew the top see three were. Period. Huh? Said so I didn't see that one. Period. No, I never saw it gone with the wind. I, never, I don't think I ever saw that one. Either. Yeah, I think yeah, gone with the wind highest uh, as of 2020 worldwide gross with inflation is 3.739 billion dollars that means people and... still buying it i mean what does this mean <laughs> yeah it's yes. one of those classics came out in 1990 1939 i wouldn't spend two dollars i don't know ah. i'll watch it for free I'm it's been it's on streaming sites and i still <laughs> yeah. watch it. yeah i mean i don't know maybe we're still getting getting like uh royalties um Okay, so we have two questions left. Uh, LJ, you are at six points. Derek, you're at two. <laughs> so even if you get both of these right, you will not win. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe maybe you can just have the satisfaction of getting the last couple questions correct. Um, all right, so question number 11. Who is the first and only woman of color to win the Oscar for Best Actress? I'm overthinking this. I'm going to say Whoopi Goldberg. But... No. Yeah. Is it, it's not Viola Davis? Nope. I haven't, like, I say, I can see the face of who I'm thinking of, but I can't think of her name. Name something she's in. I can't think of the name of her movie, the big movie that I'm thinking of either. That was like three or four years ago. That was really amazing. Describe it. True story. True story. Um, it's a lot of dead air. Uh, <laughs> it is. But, like, I'm your, your brains. I'm, it's not dead air. It's just it's gears turning. Oh my That's a goodness! Great way to put it. Um, the actress who played her story. Uh, uh, it came out like three or four years ago. This is the one that I'm thinking of. I don't know if it's the right answer. I I'm not sure. Or, uh, I don't know why I want to say something with starts with a C. Her real name. Nope. Uh, oh, uh, Cynthia. Uh, Cynthia. No. That's one thing. Um, Catwoman. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I'm not giving that point to either of you. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> but I still said it first, so I get the satisfaction. <laughs> yeah but i had to say catwoman like i had to give you an idea okay last question Could have said anne hathaway she was catwoman too okay yeah but literally the question is the woman of color if you said anne hathaway i'd be like uh <laughs> okay last question uh question number 12 what martin scorsese movie holds the all-time record for f-bombs um 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 there it's there 
LJ, do you know it? Yes, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just I letting you see. suffer. <laughs> no, like, I don't like that, man. <laughs> I looked over at LJ and I was like, he knows the answer. He's just waiting. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> when, when the Celtics do better this season and then not talk to me when the out. Celtics do something in, in the free agency period. Just wait till we don't, we won't this didn't year. Didn't they win last year? Or no, two the Knicks years? got further than the Celtics. Yeah, for the first time in so. your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that might be true. It doesn't change that it happened. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, guys. With that, that concludes our little quiz there. Um, LJ, you came out on top. You got seven correct. Derek, you got two. Um, That means there's three questions that are three. I don't know. They throw away. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Here we go. And see, you know, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I said from the beginning, I was going to let you win. William Wesley, you can never check me. Back to back, niggas, it's all right. It's all right. Oh my God. It's, no, let it. This is my celebration. Hold on. No, LJ, stop. <laughs> I'm going to flag for some copyright. Come on. You uh, Derek knows how to Derek handle that after all the fans. <laughs> no, obviously, I haven't yet. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> hey, let's ask Jess. Uh, um, hit for a hit, Drake or Kanye? A little plug for our other podcast. Hit for hit. You mean like, wait, what do you mean by that? I yeah, head, head to head. Head, head to head. Head to head, song for song. Who are you taking? Uh, Impact. I've been a Drake fan since he was on Degrassi, but primarily for his acting. I didn't really listen to his music. Kanye, I don't, he's just a very wild human being but i feel like he's had more of a longevity in his career and has had more impact so kanye i guess i don't see a date on the thing but coming it's to coming august to fans 26. drake first august 22nd drake first kanye on ots uh podcast fans yeah yeah um i'm going kanye on this one i'm expecting him to win but at the same I'm time saying kanye too. i do believe that drake is going to be i i Never mind. You know Sheep. what? Never Sheep. mind. Never mind. Sheep. No, no. I'm, I, I was going to say, I think he's going to be able to undermine it and cut it. The problem that we fixed, we fixed the problem that we had with the bias on the panel. So we shall see. Can't wait to text you throughout the whole entire show like last time. I am. I'm going with the billionaire. Can <laughs> <laughs> you go uh, bankrupt guy. though? Come on. Who, Kaya? Yeah. No, that was 50 oh. Cent. 50 Cent went bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kanye of, still lost all of his money, didn't he? I don't think so. I don't think uh, so. He, he, at he, one point, he, he did. At some point, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But he divorced Kim, and I don't think there's like a... He divorced him. Let's get that straight. She was like, this man. Hey, you know what? They got four kids. I don't think he has to pay child support. If he does, I would love to know what that, that payment is going to be. Dude, that check... Uh, my god all right right. with that being said this has been another episode of realish uh we will be back same place same time next week i'm out of here bye